if anything, I've absolutely proved to myself that you don't necessarily need a ton of followers or a ton of new followers to re-engage people and really get them paying attention again. Join me in celebrating Women's History Month. On March 27th, I'm hosting a special virtual event, For Her, By Her, presented by Fiverr. We'll be spotlighting and interviewing some of the most successful female business owners and their experiences with Fiverr. In the U.S., women are driving growth, and each year that percentage increases. Women-led startups have more than doubled since 2020, and from 2019 to 2023, women-owned businesses' growth rate outpaced the rate of men's in new businesses' employment and revenue. In this panel discussion, you'll hear from top female business owners who have not only started their own companies, but cater to women through their products and services. Don't miss out. Head to bossproject.com slash RSVP and save your seat for this empowering event created by women for women. It's free to attend. I can't wait to see you there. That's bossproject.com slash RSVP. This message is sponsored and brought to you by Fiverr. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got crash plan smart recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited time BOGO offers. CrashPlan has options for individuals and businesses who want reliable, secure backup services. CrashPlan works efficiently in the background while you work encrypting and sending all your new or changed files up to their secure cloud every 15 minutes. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited time BOGO offers for Strategy Hour listeners. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject. Back up better with CrashPlan. At the end of 2023, I decided I was going to walk away from my Instagram page of over 45,000 followers, start a new one, and report back and tell you what happened. This is that report. Yesterday was the official kickoff for my brand new program, Digital Product Jumpstart, And I cannot tell you how excited I am about having this out here. It is the first course I've created, I think, since 2021. I was really trying to figure out what the dates were on that. And I'm not entirely positive, but I've been creating digital products every month alongside my team for the Creative Template Shop for literally years. But it's been a hot minute since I've done a new course and an even hotter minute since I've done a course on a topic I've never taught on before. The irony is this is a strategy I've been utilizing inside my business basically since the very beginning. And I have utilized it to attract quality people into my world really earn their trust and prime them for my other offers. They literally pay to join my list as part of this kind of setup. And it's something I'm so excited to be teaching y'all how to do. Literally, how do you create a digital product that you can leverage to attract the dreamiest of people, have them pay to say, hey, I'm interested 
really showcase your value and prime them for the very next thing that you offer. It's been absolutely magic. We've had 33 people sign up just in the last 24 hours alone. And I'm going to share a little bit more about those stats later on because they are relevant to the story I'm sharing today. But if this is something you're interested in, whether you're interested in selling a digital product and you just want someone who's done it and done it consistently, one of our products I have sold for $29 and that product alone has gone on to make over $287,000. So I definitely know a thing or two about selling digital products. And if you're someone who wants more quality leads, not just any leads, but the kind of leads that showcase that they're willing and able to make purchases and have buying power. If you want more of that in your life, you definitely need to go to bossproject.com slash jumpstart and check out what I'm talking about because this is a total game changer. Okay, I need to give you some background before I dig into why. (laughs) Why on earth I would walk away from a page with 45,000 followers? So I need you to know that this page, the original page, started when Instagram started, okay? I have had that page since, I believe, 2013. I'd have to go back and look, maybe even a little bit before that. And it started out as my personal page and I posted all the crappy, you know, overly filtered photos of my life and the food I was eating and all of the things. And when I started my design company, I started posting on my personal page and sharing about the work and the business that I was doing. And it has evolved so many times over. And really, ultimately, I felt like it became the business. And there for a minute, the business was me and I was the business and there was no differentiation. I felt like I had no personal life. I felt like all people thought of me as was a business owner and I didn't even know who I was anymore. Like I didn't know what I was interested in, what hobbies I had outside of work. I had just completely lost myself in it. And so I had many years ago, many years ago, created an additional personal page, which in some ways I do regret, but I can't go back in time. I cannot go back to when I made the decision to make the departure. If I could have kept it one page for the rest of time, I would if I could go back and do that, but I can't go back in time. And I created this other page so that I could just be a human again and just share what was going on in my life again and reconnect with people I love and not feel like I was constantly sharing about work for them and all the things. And, you know, early on, it was (laughs) the same nonsense (laughs) that my original Instagram account was where I was sharing what I was eating for dinner (laughs) and new floral arrangements and a lot of events that I went to. I loved sharing about local Kansas City shopping events and blogging events and and just being a person. And then eventually it turned into talking about my recovery journey after a traumatic brain injury. And then it was my health journey kind of following that where for anyone who's been on 
opioids <laughs> for any length of time and steroids, you know that the likelihood of you gaining a bunch of weight as part of that journey is pretty significant. So then I started sharing, like, how am I going to get back to just feeling like myself again? I trained for a 5K. We renovated two houses. Like, it was quite literally the definition of a personal page. Okay. And the boss project page continued to be the boss project page. And for many years, it was growing. And then at some point, I changed roles within the company and my focus was not on marketing. And it didn't bother me that that wasn't getting the attention because the business was still growing. You know, we were still bringing in new clients, our revenue was growing. And I was totally okay with it not coming from social. Like in a lot of ways, the work I was doing on social didn't always turn into a financial benefit to our company. In a lot of ways, it was just how do I stay present on people's minds and stay top of mind? But I felt like the podcast was doing that in a lot of ways. Our emails were doing that. And did I really need to do it in one more place? So again, years have gone by <laughs> because I've been in business a hot minute. Okay. Years have gone by. And in 2019, I had this hunch. I was like, I think we should start a new page. I think we should start a brand new page. The Boss Project page has been a gajillion things. It was my personal page. It morphed and changed, you know, than it was the business page. But I just had a feeling that starting over would be for the best. And I started the page. Like, it exists. The page exists. And it literally says, like, the experiment <laughs> in the bio. I started in August of 2019. And then we never shared it. I never talked about the experiment. We never ended up going down that road. We decided not to move forward with that plan. I still wonder what would have happened if we had made that decision, but we didn't. And so I've moved on and it just kept being a murmuring in the back of my brain of like, does it make sense to start over? And I had seen so many people starting over in other ways. And I'm sure you have too. You've seen people say, I started a brand new account. And now all of a sudden they have 40,000, 50,000, 100,000, a million followers. And you start to question, should I have done it too? Should I do it too? Should I start over? And so when this like inkling started coming back for me in 2023, I was like, you know what? Like, Instead of just ditching everything, instead of literally scrapping it all, is there some way to like test? Is there some way to test if it's worth letting something go, you know, trying to reinvigorate something or to truly start over? And do I think there's a fair way to do this experiment? I mean, maybe, but there's just so much variability on social media that it's really, really, really hard to make a fair comparison because there's just so many variables at play. But I did my best <laughs> to create a situation in which I could attempt to answer that question, not just for myself, but for every small business owner who has just had that urge in their heart to truly start over and want to know if it's going to be worth it. So I wasn't ready to do what I really wanted to do <laughs> when I started this process. But to the advice of someone that 
has been blowing up on social, not necessarily growing a huge following. That's not what I'm talking about. I honestly don't care if I have a huge following or if they have a huge following because following does not equal sales literally at all. There is no correlation to the number of followers and the number of sales. I have clients who have literally no Instagram account that are doing nearly a million dollars in revenue. So like, it does not matter. Like that is not something you even need to worry yourself with. There are plenty of people, plenty of people that just got on social media in the last couple of years that have far larger, far larger followings than I do. And their revenue would not even come close to the revenue that I have done in this business. And that doesn't bother me. Like it used to kind of bother me because I'm like perception wise worried about what other people think. But at the end of the day, like if I'm good and my family is good and I'm able to pay my team and their salaries and all of those things, like does it really matter if I have a following that matches how successful my company is. The truth is, no, it doesn't. But nonetheless, I found this person and I instantly knew that she was smart as hell, okay? Because she was behind the scenes of some of the largest brands in this industry. I'm not going to name names because it's irrelevant, but trust me, you know these people, okay? And you wouldn't know that she had anything to do with those companies, but she is the mastermind behind the scenes. I asked her a ton of questions and I ended up joining one of her programs to just learn from her. And I honestly got super frustrated really fast, not with her, but like with the hype. I was like, why is this such a big deal? Why are people saying that you should or need to do this thing? Because that's just not how I operate. Like, I am not the kind of person that thinks there's any one way to build a business, let alone a right way, let alone the most effective way. I think there's plenty of people that are going to find their own little combination that works for them and their audience. And if someone else did it, it wouldn't. And that's totally cool. But nonetheless, I did care about her opinion because she had a teeny tiny following and her company did over 30 million in revenue for her clients. So she's very smart. And she told me to pour time and attention into the account that had the most active engagement. And I tended to agree with her. Like ultimately my personal page is the place that I was posting stories, is the place I was being a whole human and sharing about my life. And I was still talking about work. I I think at some point, it naturally just felt like a part of my world to not just be the nights and weekends version of myself, but be someone that also ran a company and shared about that online. And so in the fall, I really made a decision that I was going to focus on the personal account that I had created. And it technically is nearly as old, not quite, but nearly as old as the Boss Project account. But the engagement rate on my personal account was much higher because 
that's where it was being a whole person. And people wanted to connect with more than just the strategic side of my brain. They wanted to see me as human. They wanted to see me as someone who has a life and prioritizes that life. So it makes complete sense to me that the engagement rate was higher on a smaller account. My original plan was, okay, I'm going to keep the boss project page, but the Abigail says page, it's no longer just going to be my personal account. It is going to be the Abigail Pumphrey page. And what I mean by that is I wanted a place that I could be all of me all of the time and that I didn't feel like I had to hide or keep a secret or not share a part of who I was. Because that's exhausting for the record. It's exhausting to try to be yourself, but then not try to be the business side when the business is something you care about and love and are excited for. And so I decided I was going to have this page be me and allow myself to talk about significant and important business topics alongside my personal story. And it was helping. Like it was helping. (laughs) You know, early on, I didn't necessarily have a plan. Like it was, I just am going to spend more time and be more intentional here. But ultimately, there was still a lot of things happening behind the scenes that I was focused on rebuilding creativetemplateshop.com as one of them. Like That was a huge and massive project in 2023. And so my attention was elsewhere, but I was starting to like pick it up and post more often and post more consistently. I was posting a ton on stories already and I never really put that down entirely, but my page, there would be months and months between posts. I might post three times in a week and then not post again for four months And I knew like long term, that's just not a sustainable or good business practice. And so I tried to be more intentional about how I was going to show up there. Now, I want to put a caveat again, because it is not me sitting here saying that you need to immediately start paying attention to social. There is a time and a place for it. And not everyone needs a following. And I very well haven't needed it to get to where I'm at. Has it been helpful? Sure. Has it allowed for more of a relationship with my followers? Absolutely. But has it been required for me to grow a company? No. Like I could have absolutely done other strategies and been fine. But a big part of this decision was really moving into a season where I was committing to no longer being a business brand, which felt like a really big decision. I had very specifically worked on honing Boss Project as its own thing separate from me that was not reliant on me so that one day I could sell it. And making this intentional switch back to it being just me, me as in I own the company and I am the strategist behind the things. I knew in a lot of ways it would make my business less sellable long term. But I was also simultaneously being given signs that that doesn't totally matter. And like there are still ways to have an ascension plan for you to leave your own company and not have it just 
fall away into dust. I think Michael Hyatt is a great example of that. I don't know him personally. I've met his daughter. She's wonderful. But I have kind of watched from the sidelines as he's aged and pulled away from his company. And the Michael Hyatt brand has transformed into full focus. He's not producing all of the content and he hasn't been for a while and they've created additional courses and they're still leveraging his name and his expertise and his training, but he's not the one teaching at this point. I'm pretty sure he's well into his 60s, I would imagine, based on his daughter's age, maybe even 70s. I'm not quite sure. But to me, that felt like an example of me making this decision was not me letting go of the idea that all of this work that I had put into building a company, that it would just disappear. And I think that was a big reason why I had spent so much time trying to build Boss Project as a company brand to make it sellable because I cared so much about the time and attention and intentionality I had put into building this company. And I couldn't for the life of me imagine that at the point in which I want to retire, that it would just go away. Like that like devastated me. And I think seeing Michael Hyatt make this transition finally was like, okay, (laughs) me making this decision does not mean it has to disappear. It does not mean that it's not sellable. It just is going to change the situation. And there's nothing wrong with it changing the situation. Doesn't mean I want him to make different decisions 10 years from now. But for right now, like I can lean into how I want to show up. So throughout the fall, I had started showing up more intentionally, but it wasn't every day. It wasn't even five days a week. And I still was trying to like refigure out how Instagram was working. If I'm being completely honest, like most of my growth on the platform happened years ago, like years ago. And I really wanted to pay attention to what is working now. And it took me a few months to really observe and figure out what was working for other people and how are people still growing significantly on this platform. Because I had definitely convinced myself that Instagram was a dying platform and that there was no way to grow. But there is some significant changes that Meta made in the last 12 to 18 months that I think is not only going to save the platform, but make it a very significant and important platform for a small business. But despite this effort and time, there was still a part of me that was like, I feel like in my bones <laughs> that this growth that I'm starting to see now, while it is growing, it felt like almost painfully slow, <laughs> like way slower than I thought was possible. And I couldn't ignore that feeling. And so the do I start a new page just kept eating in the back of my brain. And I'm the kind of person that if something keeps popping up, like I need to pay attention to it. It doesn't always mean I have to do it forever or that it's a requirement or that it would be important to anyone else. But like if it keeps popping up for me, like there is a reason. And so I needed to pay attention to that. And so we got through December. We are closing the company for a couple of weeks to take off for the holidays and like enjoy time with family. And a couple days before we left for 
holiday break, I, instead of feeling exhausted and tired and ready to just set it all down and walk away for several weeks, I was more inspired than I've been in years. And it was almost painful to be like, okay, and now I am going to just not work for the next two weeks, which is such a bizarre feeling because normally I'm like, you said you want to rest, so take the rest, all the things. But I told myself like going into this, enjoy the time off and if you're inspired, like you don't have to dim your flame. Like you can pay attention to that and follow that intuition But also, like, if it's there for three hours and then it's gone, then go watch that freaking Christmas movie and eat cookies with your family. And so giving myself that permission was, like, exactly what I needed because I was able to very much totally check out and be present. And when things, like, came flowing to me, I wasn't saying, oh, I'll do that in two weeks when I get back. In fact, I think because I had more space, I was more creative. I had more time to intentionally just try things without this like fear that it had to work or that it had to be super intentional or that it had to be super planned out. And I could have said, I'm going to start on the first. I'm going to do this thing on the first and commit on the first. But I was like, no, like if I want to do this right now, do it right now. So the 29th of December... I said, I am going to start over on Instagram. I said that to myself. I said that to my spouse. He looked at me like I was freaking nuts. And I was like, just trust the process, man. Trust the process. But here's the thing. Like I said, I wanted to prove to you guys that, you know, could I have started over and made that work and had that be a thing and then like got on my high horse that that's the answer. I absolutely could have done that. And y'all would have believed me. (laughs) But that wasn't true to my nature. Like, I really, really wanted to know the answer. Do you set something down and let it go? Do you revive and pour new energy into it? Or do you truly start over? Like, what is the best plan, especially for this platform, especially for right now? Now, if you're listening to this two years from now, I just want you to know that I have no idea if it will still be true then, okay? I'm talking about early 2024. These were my results from this experiment. This is my set of circumstances. There's a million things that could feed into your own results. You ultimately have to go with what feels good. And honestly, I think that matters more than the decision you make. Because you feeling good about it is going to put you in alignment and make you excited and allow you the space, time, and creativity to pour the kind of energy in that it deserves, regardless of the decision you make. So you can be swayed by what I say. However, you need to make the decision that's right for you, not just follow (laughs) what I'm doing. So I started a brand new page, like brand new from scratch. Started December 29th, 2023. Okay. Brand new page. And I said, I am going to intentionally post on both my personal page, the one that I had made the me page, the me plus business plus life page. Okay. And I had this brand new page. But on the brand new page, 
I wasn't going to deviate from a specific topic because my theory was that if you had one topic in mind, that you would have faster growth because you would be training the algorithm to know and understand that this is the kind of content you serve and have it align with the kind of people that want to see that content. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Today's podcast is sponsored by Squarespace, the only all-in-one website platform we use and recommend to our clients. Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell your products and services all in one place. Visit squarespace.com slash boss project to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace has professional website templates with designs for nearly every category and use case. Start with a flexible template, then customize it to fit your unique needs. With Squarespace extensions, you can connect your website to vetted third-party tools to fully customize your website exactly the way you want it. Whether you sell services, products, or digital items, Squarespace has the tools you need for your online store. You can now host your videos on Squarespace and show them on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your videos with member areas. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash boss project to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash boss project. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire. We've had to weed through hundreds of applications in the past. We could have saved so much time if we'd used Indeed. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, the reason this isn't a fair experiment is I went into this with already having 4,000 followers on a personal page. It's already unfair. (laughs) Like it's already unfair because one has way more followers to start. It's already unfair because people are already watching stories daily. It's already unfair because that was the content that was being cross-posted to Facebook automatically. And the irony, I don't know if you guys have ever looked at the stats, but my stories play not only on my personal page, but also on my personal Facebook page. And I get as many views on my story on Facebook as I do on Instagram. So I knew going into this, it wasn't necessarily a fair experiment. And there was definitely an inkling in me that was like, if I had my way, if I had my way, my personal page would win the battle. (laughs) Because it is where I had been showing up. It is where I had posted images of my home and the people I love and care about (laughs) and my personal journey over the last several years. And I absolutely could have made the decision that, you know what, instead of it being the Boss Project page, I'm just going to change it to my name and I'm going to own the fact that I was 45,000 followers and I could have put time and attention there. But that's not what I did. And that's not what I chose to do. I chose to focus on the personal page and the brand new page. Many of the things I was posting to my personal page were cross-posted on purpose to the Boss Project page to expose it to the people that were already following over there to see if I could re-engage them and have them follow the new account. And in 30 days, I had over 100,000 impressions on the Abigail Says account. It reached over 19,000 accounts. Only 21% of those accounts were active followers on that page already. But for those of you who want some help with math. Basically, the reach was about four times the amount of followers I had on the page. And it was reaching those people again and again and again. So I was getting multiple exposures, multiple impressions. The average person was seeing my content at least five times, which repetition is great. On the Abigail Pumphrey page, which was brand spanking new, In the same time period, it had 5,600 impressions, which could sound low, but considering it had literally no followers when it started, like getting exposed to 5,000 people in 30 days is fantastic. Now, here's where it gets a little bit unfair, okay? And I recognize this, but I just want you to be aware. There is an element of motivation here. And I was absolutely seeing that as I was posting more intentionally on the Abigail Says page that it was starting to get a little bit more traction. The first few days on the Abigail Pumphrey page, like I had a ton that was happening. I got 150 followers in the first 48 hours on that page, but then it took an additional four weeks for that number to double. And frankly, I'm actually super glad that there was no viral posts. 
like while I had posts that did significantly better than others and reached thousands and thousands of people, none of them were like hitting half a million or a million views. Like I didn't have anything that was crazy skewing results. I had things that I was posting and doing well at. And what I mean by that is you could go to any page you want on Instagram and you can't tell views on regular posts, but you can see views on reels. And if you go to the reels and you compare it to their followers, if their views are greater than the number of followers they have consistently, then that is someone I would be paying attention to. I'm not saying you can't follow other people, but I'm saying if you're trying to figure out growth, paying attention to someone who is consistently getting more views on their content than they have followers is showing that they are pleasing the algorithm. They are getting put in and exposed in front of new people. But if you see someone with a quarter of a million followers, but their reels are only reaching 20 or 30,000 people, like that's showing a disengaged audience. If someone with the same quarter of a million followers was getting exposed to 2 million people, then I would be paying a lot more attention because that's 10x their follower account, right? So in the instance of both accounts, I was absolutely seeing like multiples on the content. It was not perfect, like absolutely not perfect. The new account, if you were to compare like total number of followers to total number of views and engagement, like the ratio is much greater. Like I would have 150 followers and get 2,000 views or 1,000 views on a post, which that's what almost not 10x necessarily, but almost 10x views on what my page had. But then if you went over to the Abigail Says account, sometimes only getting 50% of those people seeing it. So 2,000 people were seeing a post and I had 4,000 followers. However, I had many posts that were getting exposed to 6, 8, 10, 12, 16,000 people. And I could tell if I kept going, those numbers were improved me. In this time period, the Abigail Says page, the personal page, I posted 34 reels. On the Abigail Pumphrey page, I posted primarily on weekdays only, and I posted 20 reels with the goal of one a day. Over a 30-day period, the Abigail Says account had 361 pieces of content. Abigail Pumphrey page had 198 pieces of content. So I'm well aware that I did post more on Abigail Says. I totally get that. The total pieces of content, I don't want you to get overwhelmed by that number. What that really breaks down to is approximately 10 stories a day and one post. And stories don't have to be hard, okay? Like they can take 30 seconds of your time to post. The new Abigail Pumphrey page, I was posting about five stories a day in one post. But the reason there was a discrepancy is the Abigail Pumphrey page was, like I said, on the one topic. So it was only talking about the one topic. And the posts I was putting in stories 
were only about the one topic. I was sharing a little bit of my personality and the things I was completing throughout the day, but I was constantly trying to tie it back to the product, to the subject, to the niche. On the Abigail Says page, I absolutely was sprinkling in things that had no objective for sales, had no objective for anything except I felt like posting it. Now, here's where I think it gets interesting. Despite (laughs) the Abigail Says page having so many more impressions than the Abigail Pumphrey page, I did get less followers there. So the Abigail Says page grew by 248 followers. The Abigail Pumphrey page grew by 308 followers. So we're talking about a 60 follower difference. But I did tell the people on Abigail Says, I did tell my email list, and I did post to the Boss Project page that this new Abigail Pumphrey page existed. I did not in reverse tell the Abigail Pumphrey page that these other pages existed. And so I could venture to guess at minimum, minimum, probably significantly more than this, at minimum, at least 50% of the new followers on the Abigail Pumphrey page were already following me somewhere else. And if you're sitting here and you're like, that doesn't sound like very many followers. Like that doesn't sound like a huge growth. I don't disagree with you. Like I absolutely (laughs) went into this hoping that something would pop off and I would get 10, 20, 30,000 followers from one post. A hundred percent. Of course I was hoping that. And of course you hope that too. But I don't necessarily think going viral or like getting a bunch of followers all at once is the thing that's going to help you get traction. If anything, I absolutely proved to myself that You don't necessarily need a ton of followers or a ton of new followers to re-engage people and really get them paying attention again. Because the followers don't matter. And that's the part I really want to get on is the followers are irrelevant. What matters is what it did for you. (laughs) What were the results of that? And Ultimately, I can see a direct correlation to the time, effort, and love I spent into running this experiment into sales. Like, it absolutely affected sales. Like, without a doubt, 100% brought in tens of thousands of dollars. Like, it's wild, okay? It's freaking wild. So here's the thing that I have to be very clear on. There is no way, absolutely no way for me to differentiate what sales came from what page versus what sales came from email versus what sales came from organic other channels. Like I couldn't tell you the only way that would have been possible is that if I had every single place I posted have their own sales pages and own checkout process. And I was not going to do that to myself or my team. Like that is not worth my time. It is not worth my time to know that answer. And I think that's the thing. You have to know if the insights are going to change what you do. If you're going to do an experiment, is knowing that piece of data going to change the outcome for you? And if the answer is no, then it's probably not worth your time tracking. So I didn't go into this worrying about knowing exactly where all my sales came from. Okay, 
So let's talk about results and then my conclusions and what my actual plan is. So results based on that reach and the amount of new followers, I saw during a pre-sale period. So during this time, I announced I was doing a new product, a new program, Digital Product Jumpstart. I started promoting it at first exclusively on social. In fact, I've posted far more on social than I have posted anywhere else or email. Like email has done, I think I've had like maybe four emails that mentioned something, but I'm talking about it every day on Instagram. So I did a pre-sale because that's what I teach my students inside Digital Product Jumpstart. I teach how to design a digital product that it's going to attract strangers, turn them into buyers, and utilize that to grow your list full of paid leads before you build the thing because you have to test to see if it's actually going to work. So I did exactly what I teach. And in a three-week period of this 30 days, in a three-week period, I had 314 pre-sales of a brand new program. Like, that is wild. Like, I haven't had that volume of sales to a new product in a very long time. Not that I haven't had that volume of sales across digital products, but it's literally like three of this, five of this, two of that, six of this. To have that volume for one thing has not happened in a very long time. I take that back. It hasn't happened since I had paid ads running. So what this proved to me is that I can organically produce what ads can do It does take more time. (laughs) Like that is the trade-off. You pay for exposure where you're not putting in the time or you put in the time and you get the exposure for free. You have to decide what's worth it to you. And I've absolutely had seasons where paid was what I wanted to be doing, but I am enjoying so much pouring my time and attention over here. Now, I did two reels, just two about a freebie, about something I created and promoted and said, you can download it, sign up. And from just those two reels, I produced 72 free signups. But when I compared the time period, like two reels in the same amount of days of promotion, I had the same amount of people who paid to join my list through Digital Product Jumpstart as they did the free thing that all they had to do was put in their email for the same time period and the same amount of effort. So to me, I was like, "Mm, I'd much rather get paid. I just would. I'm not saying I can't do the free thing, but the results are magnitudes of world difference. Like, did people love the free thing? Absolutely. Have I heard anything back about it? No. Have I gotten thank you notes from just posting a welcome video to the people who paid? Yes. (laughs) Like, have I gotten engagement and messages and DMs and excitement and people posting in the community from the thing they paid for? Yes. So to me, like, 
I already knew the answer because I've done this for years. I knew people who paid to get access to something were by proxy because they put money on the line. They are more likely to pay attention and engage with you. And so who cares if you get free signups if they don't turn into anything else? Like, I'm not saying you should never have a free thing. I'm not saying you shouldn't have a lead magnet somewhere. But I would pour my time and and attention into posting about something that's paid for, period. Comparatively, I also did 21 sales of my Your Digital VA product. This does not include upsells because that was also upsold as a product bump on the Digital Product Jumpstart checkout page so people could bundle that with that purchase And last I checked, that was converting at about 20%, which a 20% of people bumping their order by like over 50%, like freaking wild. Nonetheless, from two reels I posted in the last 30 days about that product slash chat GBT, I got 21 sales, which basically equates to I made $500 a reel. I made $500 a reel for sitting on my couch and spending 20 minutes writing a caption. Absolutely freaking worth it. And this was about double the month before. And I had posted about the same number of reels last time. So to me, this was proof that it's not just about posting, but working to get better, like working to learn from the things that were working and continue to improve upon it. So in 30 days, I learned a lot about writing captions that are effective and doubled the amount of conversions with the same amount of effort. Ultimately, without getting into the math, because it doesn't matter. Like You don't need to know how many thousands of dollars in sales this made. The answer is tens of thousands of dollars. But I just want you to see a couple of things here. One, this tens of thousands of dollars didn't come from a massive audience. I didn't talk about or put ads on this podcast for the new thing. Like there wasn't new podcasts about the product until a week ago, which was after this experiment was wrapping. Like I did what I could to make it as fair as possible. Do I think it was completely fair? No, like absolutely not. It was not completely fair. There are things I did that would make this moot. However, to me, showing proof that you don't have to have a massive following to make a significant difference, that you don't have to have a massive following to generate real income, and that you can have a highly engaged audience and there is ways to see growth. And this platform is not dead at all. I think you guys could determine this a lot of different ways and, and make your own conclusions. And ultimately, the new page is seeing higher engagement rates and more impressions per amount of followers. But I am seeing a very natural upward curve of improvement to engagement and improvement to number of followers on the page that is older, on the page that I have put more time, effort, and years into. 
And not all of those years were focused on business. 98% of that was focused on just sharing my personal life. What I'll ultimately do is still a little bit yet to be determined, but my initial inclination is, one, it does not make sense to divide my effort long term. Initially, I had planned to race myself to 10,000 followers, and the first account that got to 10,000 was going to be the account that I ran with. I don't necessarily know how long it'll take to get there. It might take another 60 days. It might take a year. I'm not sure. I would love to hit 100,000 followers before the end of 2024. And I absolutely believe that's possible for me. I don't think it's necessary, though. But when I say dividing my effort, like it doesn't make sense for me to post stories every day across two accounts and post reels on two accounts with calls to action to grow two accounts. Like it doesn't. Like I am one person. I have a small team. Like it doesn't make sense to divide my attention. If I want to post as much as I did, I would get much further if I had put the 54 reels I made over 30 days. If I had put the 54 reels on one page, I don't even freaking know what would have been possible. And that's kind of where this is going. Ultimately, I want to really finish out the month of January so that I have the full amount of data that I can. And then I'll announce to that page that, hey, I've been doing this experiment. You didn't know you were a part of it. Go follow me over here. I imagine I will lose some of those people along the way because not everyone's going to go follow the other page or even see that I posted that without me posting that consistently for a while. And it's just not worth that time and effort to try to move absolutely everyone. But I do plan on pouring my time and attention into the Abigail Says page long term. And if I want to keep being as aggressive as I have with the amount of content, like I'm going to put it in one place. And I'm excited about that decision. And I think to me, this has proven that at least on Instagram, you can change what you're talking about and get the right kind of followers. You can re-engage an audience of people that have been around for a while. I've had both a mix of organic sales from brand new people who've never heard of me from before and converted. Absolutely. Tons of them. Tons of them are brand new. And I had people that haven't bought in eight years that came back because they have been watching and they have been paying attention. And they're like, dang, what is she up to? Like, I need to be paying attention again. And so to me, that saying that is worth <laughs> the reinvigoration. It is worth the time and attention if that's what you want to do. Also, <laughs> there is absolutely the possibility that if you start a new account that you would see higher engagement rates, that you would see higher impressions in comparison to how many followers you have. And you could absolutely have things pop and gain more followers in the same amount of time. Like if I had had one thing pop on either account, it would have absolutely swayed the entire thing. I saw a page in the same time period that started their page and went to 35,000 followers in a week on Instagram. But I think a big part of it is that 
I'm talking to other businesses and in a lot of ways my content looks like a lot of other people and she's doing something totally different in a community of people that there's not a lot of people talking. And so I'm talking in a very loud room and she's talking in a very quiet room and got a lot of people to pay attention. Her subject was in homesteading. I saw someone else really blow up in the home flower grower space. Like, I don't think the subject or niche matters. And in fact, I think some of the ones that are more consumer facing right now have a lot of advantages because they can apply what's working in this more like traditional B2B space and apply it in a B2C space and freaking skyrocket. Ultimately, I'll probably have to do another follow-up to this whole thing and report back in another 30 or 60 days to really let you know how it's going. But my goal this year is to see 100,000 followers on Instagram. And I'm saying it now so you can know that it was my intention from the very beginning. And I still don't believe followers are required or necessary to build an effective or sustainable business. It's something I'm enjoying and I'm leaning into what I'm enjoying and having fun this year. I also think you can make any choice you want and make it work for you. You just can't. Like, I was thinking there would be some definitive answer, and I don't think there is. Like, I stared at the data for days to try to figure out what I wanted to do. And ultimately, I'm just going with my intuition. Do I think it's necessarily the best choice for sales? Not necessarily, but I also don't want to give up on these people that I love and care about. Like, so that is what it is. I did want to put like an asterisk here at the end to say I don't think this is true on other platforms. And I'm testing some things on other social platforms to see what is possible and what is necessary in other places. But the short answer is you can start over. You can reinvigorate a page that's small and you care about it and pivot it. You can let go of an account you've had for a long time or you can put new energy into it. There isn't a wrong answer. The big thing is if it's something you care about, you showing up is more important. So I'm excited for you. If you're interested in leveraging this and really growing and attracting people that are actually purchasers, like turning strangers into buyers and not just growing (laughs) arbitrarily, but doing so really intentionally, I would love for you to be a part of Digital Product Jumpstart. Absolutely freaking love to help you on this journey. You can go right now to bossproject.com slash jumpstart for more details. It's absolutely ridiculous what I'm offering this for. So go check that out. It is super accessible. I want to see you thriving this year and I want to pour some of my magic dust on you. So go check that out and I will see you on the other side.